And this is Anna. And this is You've Got Five Options Show. And welcome to yet another episode of season five when we are doing the variety show. I think you know what variety show is by now. It's where we have the bullshit, the wisdom, the challenge, the left field and the artist of the week. So five segments are back. I know that the last two episodes were focused on challenges. That's because we also do that this uh, season that we are dedicating some of the episodes solely to solving challenges of our listeners. And I think for the time being, we solved all the challenges that we got, right, Marta? At least the ones that we got in January and a variety show. Yes. I was not aware that we call it variety show. I just called it a variety <laughs> show. I, because I was like, you've got five options show. A vari- variety, I guess, because it's a, a variety of different things. I, okay. Is it okay? Is it cool with it's you? It's totally okay. But you were like uh, talking to the listeners like, by now you already know what is variety. I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. Hope I'm really surprised if our listeners do. <laughs> so now, <laughs> listeners, you know that this is a variety show, which means we have five segments as always so we are coming back to something that you should be very much used to after season four and as you know the season is a little bit different we are trying to get closer to you not in a creepy stockish way but we are very well very much welcoming you to send us your life challenges we also want to feature more and more music uh, independent music from Orhus Aria, but also from everywhere, right, Marta? We are open to... Yeah, we've had guys from London, mm-hmm. we've had guys from Copenhagen, so exactly. not only Orhus Aria, not definitely. only Orhus. Uh, if you want to send us a song so we will play it on the radio, uh, you have to actually uh, go through a little bit of a process, which is explained in the show notes of this episode. Uh, so, yeah, that would be great if we will get even more music. So far, we have now 10 songs in a queue. We had 12 before, but, you know, we are actually playing those songs. So, yeah, that is a short introduction. And another thing is that we have created a group on Facebook. Marta, it took us two and a half years, two and a half years to have our own group. Well, we did have groups before but not for you. No, show, show some freaking kindness. Ah, that yeah, was. that was a group under You've Got Five Options. You are right. But this group is for our listeners dedicated especially to you guys. Uh, the group is called You've Got Five Options After Hours. You can find it on Facebook because it's a public group. But of course, you have to join in order to be able to post. And on this group, we are... Uh, sharing some details and we are encouraging you to give us feedback about our uh, previous shows and we also have a little survey uh, where you can vote on the topic that you would like to hear on the radio. Uh, We are coming back to some of the topics that we have done two years ago, let's say, and now we have a couple of people who have already voted. Now the group is actually 45 people. I'm very uh, happy with our stocking rate. And uh, so any one of our listeners, wherever you are, be it US or Nigeria, because this is where we also have some. Although, in do you know that in January, the country that listened to us the most was China? What? Yeah. Really? Really. Interesting. And it wasn't such a huge... Uh, search, uh, not searches when it goes down. It wasn't such a huge uh, increase because sometimes, uh, as I learned, some of the statistics can be artificially pumped up by bots. 
But this was actually a very moderate uh, increase. So it looks like some people in China have discovered our podcast because in January, China was our number one country uh, in regards to listeners. So if we have any Chinese people who uh, actually can use Internet uh, freely in Europe, because I know there are some restrictions there and you want to join our group, you've got five options uh, after hours, please do so. And then we will actually give you there more information, maybe some backstage photos or I don't know, Marta. Well, I, I, I still think that in China you can't use Facebook. You can't? No. I, at least that's what happened to my friend that recently went to China. She uh-huh. was not able to use her Facebook. That was the same thing for me when I went to China. But I was there a while ago. But she she was there recently. So I don't think they will be able to join our Facebook group unless they know some tricks. Yeah, like VPN services. I'm not sure how. I think there is uh, some number of people who can um, mask their identity on the net and actually um, approach, not approach, use the uh, European site of Internet. So if you are one of those Chinese people who have VPN and can use it, Please join our group. And I think after this episode uh, in listened to by Chinese government, I think we will be banned. <laughs> I think we don't have that many listeners yet to be banned. I think we have... Uh, uh, no, yeah. But who knows? Who knows? You were just giving illegal advice to Chinese people on how to listen to us. So I think <laughs> no matter how many listeners we have, I think you just... You know, <laughs> technically speaking, VPN services are not illegal. They are protecting your identity. You can do e- you can do illegal things using VPN. That is correct. But technically speaking, VPN in itself is basically uh, giving you granting you a right of anonymity. Anonymity. That's a uh, that's a recurring problem I have with that word. You can stay anonymous. So, for instance, if you are making some purchases online and you don't need to don't don't want to show your uh, IP address and okay, I am not sponsored by any <laughs> VPN service. <laughs> And I will not say anything more. But guys, just... Uh, would yeah. you like to be sponsored? I would like to be <laughs> sponsored. We actually are looking for some sponsors, guys. If you want to have such a great commercial. <laughs> really, I know I did my best. So just give us a shout out and we will talk about you on our show. Yeah, then we can have a sponsor. But now we don't have sponsors and this is not a sponsored thing. Uh, I just use sometimes VPN for some uh, legal things. Yes. But uh, there is a there is a definitely a survey on our uh, Facebook group and the same survey you can find on our website the5options.com where you can vote for the topics that you would like to listen about on our show and currently the topic that is winning is new perspective five insights that will completely change you and lead you to a fulfilled life and also physical mental and spiritual dimensions of maintaining balance and health in life so this is what our listeners would like to hear on our show the most well, it's not like I have any interest in those topics myself. No, not at all. Just writing a book about it and uh, yeah. <laughs> working with it yeah. uh, day and night. But uh, not that I have much to say about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, about that balance day and night, Marta. Interesting. We need to do that show. But uh, the new perspective uh, means that we actually have talked about the five insights that will completely change you and lead you to a fulfilled life. That was our episode number three. So almost two and a half years years old, recorded from a bedroom with a very crappy audio quality comparing to what we have right now, of course, because it wasn't that bad. For some reason, this episode has a constant number of downloads and it's our most listened and downloaded episode ever. And it's growing exponentially, just like population of planet Earth, which is a small red thread to the topics we will be covering today, but about that later. So, yes, uh, apparently all of you want to know those five insights that will completely change you and lead you to a fulfilled life. And I think we will cover that soon, Marta. Who wouldn't like to know them, huh? Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I actually want to know who doesn't want to know. Yeah. 
If you don't want to know, please contact us via the5options.com. We also have a contact form and there is a possibility to record a little voice message. If you will, of course, click on drop us a message, then you have a choice. It's either a form or a little button when you just click and record, but you can record maximum, I think it's two or three minutes. So if you want to send us a monologue like of a kind that I'm doing now, then you have to click a couple of times and record a couple of times. But if you will decide to do that, then we will play your recording here live on air or in pre-recorded show. Also live on earth and <laughs> yes, <laughs> live on earth as well. And also if you have a challenge, you can send it to us via that website, the5options.com too, because we are open uh, to receiving challenges as well. Yes, we are open like a liquor store 24-7. I mean, (laughs) the website. (laughs) Denise, your (laughs) facial expressions are priceless. I wish wish we could could see it more often. I think instead of recording us, they should record Denise, don't you think so? Yes, I think it would be uh, more exciting. And I think he actually has one good profile. Not I like think, us. Yeah, he he's 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 good. He's good. He's yeah. good to go. He's yeah. good to become a very expressive uh, face mm-hmm. and persona. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's a pity that you don't have your own camera, but maybe this one. I don't know. Here it's only Marta. <laughs> I was cut out from the camera. Uh, if I try hard, my elbow <laughs> is here. Yeah, I could wave to you with my elbow. It looks really bad. Okay, for you radio and podcast listeners, that's nothing interesting. But imagine Marta and my elbow and then you know what happened. Okay, I guess we can start a little bit uh, untraditionally by from the left field. O-M-G. From the left field. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Yes, we are a bit silly today and the entire episode will actually come out from the left field because (laughs) guys, I will be honest with you. I had a very few time to prepare today and it's not because I don't treat this uh, expensive hobby that you've got five (laughs) options is uh, not seriously. It's because I am a mom of a little baby and we are here a little bit earlier than we were planning. Uh, in a studio so we had to prepare four programs within a week pretty much and I had a a quite a nice plan in my head but as you know already planning is one thing and execution is another so my daughter this week decided not to really sleep and be very uh, playful and joyful and all this shebang so because of that I had to prepare something on a wimp but I also got a green light from uh, Marta and Denise and they said they will help. So this is, uh, yes, you will help by being here and participating. Marta, don't make a face like this. (laughs) It's on TV now. Yes. Yes. So that's basically what I'm paid for. Yes. Yes. You are paid for. (laughs) Paid for. With kindness. With kindness. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, but guys, uh, from the left field, it's something that truly is from the left field. And I will tell you how how I came to this topic. So I was browsing LinkedIn yesterday in uh, hopes of sudden inspiration on what to talk about in from the left field, which, you know, is a surprise or thing that doesn't really fit to the entire show. And I have found a motivation quote and I will just quote it for you now and please tell me what do you think how motivational it is for you start off knowing that nothing can stop you start start off knowing that nothing can stop you weird sentence it's a start off knowing that nothing can stop you so just start by knowing that nothing can stop you it's a very deep, inspirational, motivation quote, Dennis, right? It, it's very fluffy. 
It's very fluffy. I actually have to say that when I read it, I was like, well, at least I can point out 10 things that could potentially stop me when I start doing things like uh, weather, zombie apocalypse, baby waking up, uh, me not being actually qualified enough, enough to start that thing and maybe trying to relearn some things. Uh, bus accident, uh, I don't know, uh, evil mother-in-law, which I don't possess. Many things came to my head. And then I looked at the reaction and this post was liked, upload or loved by seven and a half thousand people. And I started to think what has happened with inspirational and motivational quotes lately? I looked into the comments and everyone, yeah, such a great tip. Thank you for being a never ending inspiration lady, which I will not say the name because maybe that's not really cool. Uh, and I was wondering, are, are we getting more stupid or are people not really or uh, what is happening? This is not really motivational nor inspirational. Uh, and there is so many crap posing as inspirational deep thoughts now on Facebook and LinkedIn who are getting thousands of likes. And I'm wondering, what is that? So do you have any opinion before I will go to the yes, explanation? I do. Give it to me. The, my opinion is that truth is relevant. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was another inspirational. Uh, I, I think, uh, Marta, you should I post it on LinkedIn and you will get 10. Relevant. Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay. 10,000 <laughs> likes. I can see it. I, I came up with it so deeply and <laughs> then it went so wrong. But anyway, what I wanted to say that truth is relative. Mm -hmm. And I believe that what is happening here mm -hmm. is that looking at this kind of post, there can be 7,000 people who really are in this mode of like, yes, I'm a go-getter. I'm going to make it no matter what, no matter the circumstances I'm going to meet. I will not be stopped. And at the same time, there can be 7,500 people who uh, are living in a different reality where the truth looks different for them. Mm -hmm. And they will be like, oh, my God, you obviously don't have five kids, uh, seven evil uh, mothers-in-law yeah. or whatever, you know, like. And at the same time, there can be some people, hmm, maybe it would be nice to get more of this, you know, um, unstoppable. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's what I think is happening. That okay. depending in which point in life you are, depending what motivates you, depending what you need to hear right now, I do really believe that it must be motivational and inspirational for 7,500 people. Mm, Dennis, how about you? What do you think about this mystery? Uh, I, I feel basically the same about all motivational quotes that you have to switch off your logical brain. Because, <laughs> and, and I don't mean that as a bad thing, but mm -hmm. motivational quotes are not meant to stimulate your logical brain. Mm -hmm. Because of course there's a million things that can stop you. But if you start with the mindset that, oh, oh, there are thousands of things that can stop me. I can get hit by a bus, uh, there could be lightning striking me, blah, 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 blah. Then you won't ever get anything done. Mm -hmm. So switch off the logical thing and I'm the king of the world. And f of course my logical brain doesn't know I'm not, but start out with that. Okay, that's an interesting approach. And I have to say that this quote is not the the worst I have seen. It's, however, it's not very profound. Start off knowing that nothing can stop you is uh, really very plain uh, sentence uh, that you can uh, see online for at least five years in different configurations. Your mindset is everything. If you believe it, you can achieve it. And it became already like that kind of worn off vinyl that you play and play. So maybe that's why I was so much taken aback by seven and a half thousand. I was like, guys, haven't you seen that already five years ago? So I might be a bit skeptical, right? But I actually wanted to see what is this phenomena with this motivational and inspirational quotes and I was not the only one wondering because believe it or not there was a guy called Gordon Pennycock what a nice surname a PhD candidate who was wondering the same why all those inspirational and I I'm saying this one is not the worst it's actually motivational and it's okay why there is so many inspirational kind of 
bridging on bullshit quotes that are so popular on social media. And he has made a study. So uh, in his study on the reception and detection of pseudo profound bullshit, uh, which was published in the Journal of Judgment and Decision Making in November, he, along with a team of researchers from University of Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, tested close to 800 participants on whether they could determine if a statement was a bullshit. The researchers used randomly generated sayings from New Age Bullshit Generator and another site called Wisdom of Chopra. The last uh, is the sarcastic nod to the New Age teachings of best-selling alternative medicine author Deepak Chopra for the study. And they found that people who are receptive to this kind of pseudo-intellectual bullshit are less intelligent than those who aren't. The study also found that they tend to have strong religious beliefs, are not reflective and, and are more likely to believe in conspiracy theories, alternative medicine and the paranormal. Okay, so I would like to say that first of all, I don't really think that putting everyone in one basket saying they are less intelligent because they believe in those quotes or find them amusing is exactly that. There, it was 800 people that were tested and I don't know how they tested their IQ, what kind of research that was. I don't have exact data on this research. This is from an article, I think, in, uh, in another paper. But the interesting thing is that they used new age bullshit generator and the enigmatic wisdom of Deepak Chopra, which are both sites that are programmed to generate random words and glue them together so they pretend to be inspirational quotes. So basically those people were given that and apparently according to the article, some of them found them as profound and life-changing. And I have actually visited those websites and I would like to... Uh, just encourage all of you, if you would like to visit those websites, there will be links in the show notes to see uh, how does it look like, right? So I have went on New Age Bullshit Generator and I'm being welcomed by. Namaste, do you want to sell a New Age product and or service? Tired of coming up with meaningless copy for your starry-eyed customers? Want to join the ranks of best-selling help authors, self-help authors? We can help. Just click and the truth will manifest. So you have to click the button and then the program will automatically generate for you inspirational quote that you can use for anything. So I'm clicking the button now, guys, and let's see what I will get. Inseparability is a constant. How do you like this quote? I think it sounds very inspirational, no? Inseparability is a constant? Yes. What does that mean? There is an explanation. I, I, I know the, what the words mean, but what does it mean? Conscious living is the nature of mama and of us. Consciousness consists of ultra-sentient particles of quantum energy. Quantum means an invocation of the divine. Another quote... Today, science tells us that the essence of nature is well-being. This is computer-generated, guys. What do you think about that? Well, I would, uh, I would say that anyway, like whatever kind of words we read. Mm -hmm. And it's the same even with like we were discussing oracle cards. Yeah. You know, you get a sentence, yeah. a statement or something, and it is... The, me the meaning is made by how you perceive it. Mm -hmm. And you perceive it with your own filters. You perceive it through experiences you have had, through the beliefs that you have, through your intellect, your mind, mm -hmm. through your uh, emotions and so on. Mm -hmm. So I think there is like really one statement mm -hmm. to the same person. One day can trigger a deeper uh, realization mm -hmm. and on another day be like me. So even to the same person, I think this is so relative mm -hmm. that this really depends on how you feel, what you think and so on. I, of course, am not a, like I wouldn't use a service of like uh, computer generated, uh, you know, quotes. Mm -hmm. But still, I would recommend to everyone reading the theory of everything. 
Mm -hmm. The Theory of Everything by Ken Wilber, mm -hmm. when he takes different types of theories mm -hmm. and he looks for connections between them and creating an integrative approach. So instead of this approach is crappy, that approach is better, that approach is worse and so on, he integrates it all. Okay, but wouldn't you say that it is kind of weird that computer generates random words to create something that doesn't really look like has any meaning and some people find a meaning in it? What does it tell us about thinkers and philosophers and people who actually have something to say? Like, can we be replaced by uh, generating programs? Is now meaning malleable is it that everything has meaning so actually nothing has meaning what i believe is probably it's a part of the truth anyway because those big thinkers mm -hmm. you know those people that you say they actually have something to say where did they get that stuff mm -hmm. that they have you know to say they could have gotten from they, that generator they got inspired somehow yeah yeah and you don't know if it, if they were inspired by that kind of random sentence mm -hmm. you don't know if they were inspired by sitting on a bench Mm -hmm. or meditating or talking to someone or reading 1000 books. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Well, I will give you three more generated quotes. And we know, Marta, your opinion. Dennis, tell me what you think. This life is nothing short of unveiling vision of non-local ecstasy. Say that again. <laughs> this life is nothing short of an unveiling vision of non-local ecstasy. Next one. Wait, wait, wait. I will give you more. <laughs> I will give you more material. This one comes from Enigmatic Wisdom of Deepak Chopra, and the quotes are being combined from the words that he used in his tweets. Uh, uh, the mind constructs sub-empirical genes. The mind constructs sub-empirical genes. Okay. Let's go to Inspiration Bot, which is the third page. Uh, that is uh, bot. Bot is running that. And then you can generate your inspiration. It is written, I am an artificial intelligence dedicated to generating unlimited amounts of unique inspirational quotes for endless enrichment of pointless human existence. Pointless was there. And let's generate something. <laughs> the answer to free energy is the world. Okay. And maybe the one more. Let's give inspirational bot a try. There are poor challenges and there are less poor challenges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it's a fun exercise. I actually like to see what's what comes out. But uh, Dennis, wh what do you think? The, do you like the quotes? Um, I'm, I'm, I'll buy what uh, Marcia said. That it's very, very, very subjective. Mm -hmm. it, it to me, it sounds like it's you, you gather a group of fifty people and you have them judge some kind of abstract artwork, mm -hmm. and they all see something different. Mm -hmm. depending on their own state of mind and where they are in their life and so on and so on. So these quotes, they're not made to be logically dissected. Uh, that is for sure. <laughs> that I can <laughs> fully So that, that's my two cents on that. Yeah, okay, guys, if you want to have some fun... They with can be profoundly life-changing for a person in some kind of place in their life mm -hmm. when they hear the words and they all of a sudden they make perfect sense and then they do something with their life some changes and to the person standing right next to them it might just be red paint that is a very nice consensus that we have achieved here i would recommend you guys i will actually send you the links and also for our listeners i will include the links to the generators of inspirational quotes uh, to play around and see how much meaning can you found in certain quotes. I was struggling with finding uh, meaning in most of them. Maybe I am uh, dry as a old bread and I cannot really tune into this or, or maybe I have seen it before or maybe sometimes my English knowledge stops me from understanding. Uh, but I think it, it's it's a fun exercise and um, and I, I wish 
you all immerse yourself in fun of generating inspirational quotes. And with these words, we can actually go to bullshit of the week. Say what? Bo- 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 it's bullshit. It's bullshit of the week. Bullshit. Okay, guys, so now we are going to bullshit of the week. And Marta, no, the previous one was not a bullshit of the week. And I am actually very happy that I haven't chose the inspirational quotes generator for bullshit of the week for a simple reason that actually both Marta and Denise kind of gave me another experience perspective on that because you said you know for some people this can be actually life-changing depending on the mindset you have or openness or whatever that would be so we have a different bullshit of the week and i uh, also don't know if this is a bullshit because you might be devil's advocates again and defend this but i have found a couple of weeks ago an article and then I found another articles about that article. And then I found YouTube uh, videos about that article. And it was on my mind. So I wanted to introduce it. Uh, it's an article um, about a guy who got a vasectomy because of climate change. So basically, uh, there is apparently a, a trend now. It's not it's not massive, guys. So don't worry. Uh, of uh, young to, let's say, before 40 people, uh, both men and women who are sterilizing themselves because they want to save the planet from overpopulation and um, environmental catastrophe. And uh, I was wondering... uh, how much of a bullshit is that? Because I think it's quite a drastic measure and I'm not quite sure if it really makes an impact. But before I will ask you about your opinion, I would like to read you a little bit of a, a, let's say, abstract from that article. The image of personal climate change action doesn't really match the reality. If I gave up my 15 MPG pickup truck, basically the mascot for climate inaction, and rode my bicycle everywhere, I'd save the planet 2.4 tons of carbon emissions a year. That'd be a massive sacrifice, but it's nowhere near the carbon emissions I'll save by skipping becoming a daddy, which comes in at around 58 tons annually per kit. Any other action we could take, even all the actions we could ever possibly adapt together, pale in comparison. That's because there are too many humans on this planet. We'll all be told that driving an electric car or putting solar panels on our roofs will help, but that involves buying more stuff, which has a terrible impact on the environment, no matter how green the image. The people who decide to make fewer humans eliminates the entire cycle of consumption that would fuel that kid's life. All those people ultimately respect the greatest climate change related threat. Burning forests and flooded beach houses are sad and all, but it's the human conflict created by disappearing resources needed to sustain the population that stands to really change life on this planet. We're already fighting wars for oil. Many think uh, wars for water will be next, and those are going to hit close to home. So he uh, then, of course, described that he decided to, that this is his greatest personal contribution to fighting climate change. He has uh, made himself a vasectomy uh, and he also is encouraging other people to consider that. What do you think about this method of fighting climate change by sterilizing yourself? Well, I already don't like fighting something. Mm-hmm. That's already where I believe it's uh, it's things potentially going wrong. Every time we want to find some fight something, we go into againstness of something. Then maybe different. Okay, save the planet. Okay, I will be saving the planet by sterilizing yourself. Well, I'm not proficient in uh, science and knowledge about what could really save the planet Mm -hmm. and with something like that it's a very personal choice Mm -hmm. 
And I think that everyone has the right to do something like that. I mean, if someone believes that that's their contribution and mm-hmm. they want to use the vasectomy, I personally don't have anything to say. Okay. <laughs> it's their, their body, their belief system. It doesn't f- seem that they are harming someone by doing that. Mm-hmm. So if that makes them happy, if that makes their life purposeful, it's their choice. That's my view on it. Denise, what do you think? I think the impact, unless it's done on a huge scale, mm-hmm. is irrelevant. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't have anything to base that on, other than we're seven billion people. Mm-hmm. So it has to be a large number of people not reproducing mm-hmm. for it to make an impact. So someone deciding to do it, a thousand people in one country, will make no impact at all. Okay. Because the factory will still be making the cars, we will still be digging the coal, we will still be burning the fossil fuels. So mm-hmm. it's a blimp. That's very interesting that you mentioned that because there was a lot of backlash over this article, of course. There was a criticism and the criticism was on uh, especially two aspects. Aspect number one, after this article, there were more and more people coming out saying that they will sterilize themselves to save the planet. It was not a ma- It's not a massive movement, but there were people and those are usually people in their 20s who probably at this very point of time may not be able to decide um, or want to have children which can change. And as you have said uh, in the article, it is uh, clearly uh, stated that he says, you know, this is the biggest contribution you can do. Uh, to save the planet uh, from a personal standpoint. So basically, some people said that the guy is spreading some sort of a misinformation because, as you mentioned, it might be a blip. It might not really matter. And some people might actually make a decision about sterilizing themselves in their mid-20s because they want to save the planet and regret it after 10 years. So there is something about the social responsibility. And the other group of uh, people who were criticizing were the ones who noticed that the guy, you know, he is living in the uh, Western society, has this truck and the Jeep. He actually writes article about new cars and he's traveling and basically... He don't want to resign from some other things, but, you know, he will just do the vasectomy not to have children. And um, the criticism was, well, he probably doesn't want to have children and he's just trying to make a big deal out of it, to, to say to everyone that, oh, I'm saving the planet by not having children, when in reality he was not planning to do that anyway. So for him, it's not a big trade-off. And if you really want to be a dick about it, um, 99% of vasectomies are reversible. And that's so it's, it really is a pointless gesture. It's, it's a gesture to make somebody look grand on social media. It's pointless because it's reversible. So no problem with social responsibility. If it, it no. I, I don't know the statistics uh, no. mm-hmm. on that, but if it's true that they are reversible, so there is not such a big issue it is. with it, medically. It, it's just cutting a tube or and putting it back together. Yeah, that's true. I read about the rates of success if we are talking about the vasectomy, and for men, this is uh, this is uh, the, the the rate of reversing and successful rate of reversing is very high, as mm-hmm. you said. It's worse for women. Yeah. So and, and, and even if it the, the reverse mm-hmm. thing isn't possible, you can still extract sperm. So you can still have children. You yes. don't stop producing sperm. Yes, that's that's actually quite uh, quite a good point. So, uh, so it, it really sounds to me like a look at me, I'm responsible, <laughs> and nothing else. I just made a vasectomy to save the planet, yeah. and that's my biggest personal. I contribution. cut off my something that's. I cut off my little finger. I don't need it anyway. So, yeah, and I gave it me. to the poor twins. Yeah, <laughs> look, look at me. Yeah, well, I found it uh, quite bizarre. 
but I also uh, I could see the point of this being socially uh, irresponsible that some young people could take this to their hearts especially now with all this eco panic eco anxiety there is actually now eco anxiety introduced as a normal term there are people who are going to therapy because they think the world is going to an end and some young people can think that this is the best way to do it so I I find it rather um irresponsible if 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 we might say it mm. uh, but that is just my opinion well i think that ideas have mm-hmm. always been there and i mean it's not possible i mean how would you even determine or control or do something about people doing crazy stuff i mean yeah. that's always been there and some people really believe in that and Discussing whether that's, you know, bullshit and to which degree and whether it's socially responsible or not, that's very, very difficult to determine, you know, one way or another. Yep. Well, f- for me, it's not that uh, difficult to determine. I I agree, Marta, with your very general and universal outlook on this from the grand scheme of things. Yes, people always had a crazy idea. Uh, crazy ideas and they were trying to implement them but my personal opinion is that this is kind of bullshit in one aspect i will say that it is socially irresponsible because in denmark you have free health care and uh, you get the vasectomy for free mm-hmm. and if you decide to have a reverse surgery and you are approved for it you get that for free as well so if a bunch of 20 year olds get vasectomies And then five years later, they find out, oh, I was 20, I was stupid. And then they get the reverse vasectomy, which is, uh, as far as I understand, uh, quite a bigger surgery than the vasectomy Mm -hmm. itself. They put a strain on the healthcare system, completely avoidable. But what what I wanted to bring with, you know, people have always had crazy ideas, was Mm -hmm. more like we need to take care of the ability to do some critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than whether this one, because people will always have ideas and we can't control them not talking about this kind of things, you know, not posting this kind of things because mm-hmm. we we humans are crazy yeah. and we do crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Show me one person that has never done something crazy. That you have never done something crazy. Yeah, I mean, I you have never done something that you were like, oh my God, how could have I even come up with something like that? So it's yeah, more about teaching young people mm-hmm. to have an ability to assess through mm-hmm. these kind of ideas because ideas will be there. Yeah. I completely agree. And the purpose of this block was actually to assess this idea because you are right, Marta. Of course, we cannot control it. There is so much crap and bullshit in media and stupid ideas uh, that I think it's worth to talk about and, and have that critical view on this. So I'm not sure if you are on board with me, but I think this was kind of bullshit. Would it be bullshit for me? personally in my life to think this way i think so yeah i would say if you want to save the planet and you are 20 something there are way better try ways. finding better ways yeah yeah invent something that helps us because not having children helps no one that is actually quite correct and this is a very good introduction to Wisdom of the Week, which we will not play now because we are having a musical break. So we will hear now a song from Al Brooks and the Rusty Crooks. And first we will hear the jingle because why not? And then we will hear some good old fashioned country here from Denmark. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week. Yeah. 
to be free. So that was Al Brooks and the Rusty Crooks. And uh, this is a song that we got yet again from Dave, uh, who is uh, um, responsible for the selection process of the music for this show. And the guys are four guys spanning in age from 20 to 65. They started playing together in this constellation about a year and a half ago and rehearse in Orhus once a week. The idea of playing this style of music that they call outlaw country mm-hmm. come from the yearning for playing a simpler style of music where there's room to caress, uh, the de- caress the details, caress the details, sorry, as well as having a little fun while playing. Until now, they only recorded this, this one original song, but more are to come. And the song was called, of course, What My Mama Said. And they hope that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it uh, as hell because country, Danish country <laughs> is something that I have not heard. At least it's a Danish because I think there is someone there who is from U.S. Actually, hard to say, but very enjoyable song. And if you want to hear it again, then you definitely need to listen to our podcast episode. 149 where we have the song and we will also have the info on how to find Al Brooks and the Rusty Crooks. And now without further ado, uh, expression that I'm using quite often for some reason, we are jumping into the wisdom of the week. A super wise wisdom of the week. So guys, today's wisdom of the week will actually be connected with the challenge of the week. Uh, Challenge of the week today is a very challenging challenge, Marta, uh, because I would like to talk a little bit about overpopulation. So basically what to do with our world when we are overpopulated and apparently soon about to die. Of course, this is an exaggeration to make a point. And wisdom comes when I will actually present you a couple of facts about, about the overpopulation and we'll try to determine if those are Uh, relevant facts and what do we think about them. So the idea for this show started when I watched a YouTube report from James Corbett that I like a lot. He's uh, having this kind of independent news media and he lives, he's a Canadian living in Japan and someone sent him an email. Hey, James, listen, there is a lot of uh, news that in Japan there is a population crisis and someone found an article that 13% of the houses in Japan are now abandoned because people are so much, you know, diminishing in Japan. And is this true? And what can he say about it? Because he lives in Japan. And he started to talk about uh, demographic uh, crunch, crunch, I think it's called like this. Oh, I have to check that. Demographic, uh, demographic, I would say challenge, because there is more and more countries now, especially in West, that are having a decreased birth rate. And because of that, there is less and less citizens and babies, and that actually can have potential uh, negative consequ- consequences of economies. And when he was replying to this, and he was saying, I can see it in Japan, you know, there is more and more close, uh, shop closed and restaurant because there are no people Uh, not enough people to work there. And now Japan started to uh, actually open borders for Chinese and Vietnamese people to work, which is very unusual because Japan was always very homogeneous. Country and they 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 like to keep it that way. And he says, yeah, uh, he said, yes, I see it. So then I was thinking, okay, so we have this problem with uh, with uh, declining population in some Western countries, but yet we are talking constantly about overpopulation and that there is too many humans for the earth to handle. We don't have enough resources, we don't have enough food, we don't have enough water, and of course the the environmental footprint and all these things. So I was trying to figure out what is the actual deal with it. So I found a couple of facts and I wonder what you think about this, Dennis and Marta. Are you ready? Yes. So I will start actually with a question. Do you know how many people are currently on planet Earth? 
not more than it's about seven billion, not an exact number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seven something. Seven. seven so yes, you are right. It is estimated that currently there is seven point eight billion people in this world, and the number is constantly growing. Do you think that's uh, that's a lot? Uh, that's a lot in your kind of like uh, estimate. It sounds like a huge number, right? It's a large number, yeah. When we come to billions, I start to lose my right? ability to yeah. uh, to kind of uh, you know uh, imagine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> If it is uh, when we were children, it was about what four and a half billion. Uh, well, depending when you think, uh, wh- what period is that? Because in 1987, so I was already uh, what I was five, five years old. Dennis, how old were you? Seven. Seven. We had five billion. Five billion. So that's quite a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds scary. But let's see point number two. Surprisingly, we were always concerned about overpopulation because some people like to think that this is a new thing because now the population is growing so much. Mm -hmm. So now we are, you know, ringing the bells and putting the alarm that overpopulation, overpopulation. Even Plato and Aristoteles were concerned about overpopulation. And there was a one, uh, one guy who, whose name is Thomas Malthus. He was an economist in 18th century um, Great Britain who was uh, very concerned about uh, the population. And his overall argument was that one day population will outstrip resources Focusing primarily on food, he observed that food production grew arithmetically while population growth was exponential. It was only a matter of time before the population overtook our ability to produce food. In his opinion, this would lead to mass starvation, wars and chaos. And he believed we as species cannot manage our ability to reduce our procreation. Therefore, he argued against helping the poor. He believed that the source of overpopulation is caused caused by the poor, which has compared to which he compared to breeding rabbits. Secondly, he believed that helping the poor would only prolong the overall agony. Have you heard this statement before that it's the poor of the countries of all the developing countries that are contributing to overpopulation? I because, have heard that before. Yes. Yes, because that that is as old as 18th century and poor people are I will quote unquote now to blame for overpopulation. Well, definitely uh, don't believe in blaming here. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely not mm-hmm. into blame. Yes. Uh, that I uh, strongly disagree <laughs> yes. on the blaming part. But I have heard that statement and I will say something. In mm-hmm. order to talk about overpopulation, I absolutely don't have the knowledge mm-hmm. or the wisdom about it. Mm-hmm. I believe I would have to have a serious research about it to be able to make any statements here. I don't know. I simply don't know enough to mm-hmm. be able to make definite statements. Okay. I understand that, Marta, but maybe then you will be um, interested in seeing what I found. Mm-hmm. And if we like it, then we can continue maybe in another program because we are soon running out of time. So his te- theory, by the way, proven to be wrong because he has not predicted one thing, which was industrial revolution. When we started to master the mass production of food, we were not dependent on agriculture only. Plus, we had the development in medicine and uh, also in uh, very simple things like washing hands and be- being more, let's say, you know, clean. So uh, because of that, not only the population did not crumble and die in chaos, it actually grow. And then I'm coming to the third fact, which is coming demographic transition process. So apparently every single population of a certain country of culture is going through four stages. And the step number one is when we have like a poor condition, sanitation, dire medication, like in England in 18th century. Um, then there is a very high mortality rate among children. So people have more children because they know that most half of them will not make it till adulthood. And um, 
For instance, in England, women had before four to six children in 18th century, but only two of them were at the adulthood stage, right? Then in step two of the demographic transition process, living conditions drastically improve. And that can be something like industrial uh, revolution or in developing countries, we help them with education, with some technology and so on. And that is the stage two. In stage three, there is a population explosion because the conditions improved so dra drastically and because of the rate of the children surviving got so higher, now we have way more children who actually survived. And there is an explosion. But in step four, people are not so stupid and they noticed. So they don't have five, six, seven children because they know that now probably the two children or three children they will have will survive because of the technology and progress. So then it starts to decline. And this is the process that every country is going through in their own time. So, of course, Europe and Western civilizations went through this quite early, but it happens now everywhere in the world. Once you introduce technology and medicine and all these things, people will automatically start to have less children. Does it ha start make to have start, less start to have less children? Does it have any sense? To me, it sounds quite sensible. I think I've, I've heard, I don't know if it's true, that uh, the, the more empowered and educated women are, the less children are that produced. Is absolutely correct and that comes with the progress right with the education and uh, and things like that it also does but it also comes with culture that that is also true. very very technological advanced countries still have a, a completely different societal structure where women are not empowered and most women still go at home mm. and they still have a lot of children because they're not empowered that is also true, although I don't have enough data, but I, I can't say for sure either. Mm -hmm. It's just what I've, I remember hearing. But there is another thing I have for you guys. Uh, since 1963, uh, where the population growth rate reached 2.2 percent, it is constantly declining. So now we have 1.1 1 1 uh, growth rate, and it is estimated that by 2100, it will be 0.2 growth rate. Worldwide? Worldwide. Yes, those are combined data. So actually, it is estimated that the overpopulation will be actually underpopulation. And the last fact that is quite actually sad, people who are concerned about food, that we don't have enough food, should probably know that we overproduce our food. We produce 1.5 uh, half of what we produce add to it is more than we actually need. So we produce for 11 billion people right now and we have 7.8. One billion of that portions is going to waste, meaning we throw it out or we don't like it because apple doesn't look nice, so we don't want to buy it. And another one billion is used as food for livestock. So actually our food is eating our food. And um, the most um, interesting fact that I found he here is actually not necessarily that we are overpopulated, but we are not distributing our resources and food um, wisely. wisely. <laughs> so um, I think we are playing the intro, guys. Outro. 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 <laughs> Outro. So, guys, I'm sorry that I cannot talk about this more, but if you would like to hear more about the overpopulation, then you definitely need to write us a message on the5options.com or on our group, You've Got 5 Options After Hours, and give us a shout-out. Bye. Bye-bye. And that you will come for more. That's all, folks.